Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a 2 21st of November. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, If you're involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, slip and fall, motorcycle, boating, car accident, I send you to where you're going to be treated like family just like I was. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. And of course, got a great show planned today. It's Tuesday. We're just two sleeps away from everyone's favorite holiday. Who doesn't like Thanksgiving? We got the food. You, you, you got the football. There's so much going on. It's all very exciting. There's a lot of action this holiday season. And holiday season, it's here. We're off and running. And with the NFL in full stride, 
You got the NBA and the NHL. They're in mid-season form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. Up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four leagues. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played. That's MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, we got heat to talk about. We got Panthers to talk about. We got the double dip last night. Everyone loves the double dip. So much better than double dick punch. Double dip is when both the Panthers and the Heat win. We got some Monday night football as week 11, done. It's over. No turning back. Week 12 gets going in two days. The Dolphins, they play in three days. Black Friday, first time ever. Black Friday for you. That's right. Dolphins and stupid Jets. We're just a few days away from that. That's how we're getting this thing going. So we got to get to our Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 12 Power Rankings. You know how we do it. Now that the week's over, we can look and we can adjust our standings. Everybody loves a good power ranking. I love a good power ranking. So we got our power rankings today. It's Tuesday, which means we got another edition of Twitter Jam. You know how we roll on Tuesdays. So there's a lot happening here. All right, first though, I want to thank everybody who... Tuned in and hung out with us last night on ESPN Radio. I did the show with Amber Wilson, Top Girl. We did Amber and Ian. I filled in for Ian. He was out sick, so a little bit of a last-minute call. I was more than happy to step in and do the show there with my homegirl. So, appreciate you guys stepping in, uh, you guys listening to the show. A lot of NFL we did, a little bit on the college football, and and it's always uh, it's always great when I get to hang out with her. So, Really fun last night. I appreciate that. I, I'm not on the schedule to do any shows with her in the next week. I am scheduled. Look, uh, the Jews got to step up for the holiday season. I'm doing game day on Christmas Eve for them. And then I'm also hosting Christmas Day for a long show. So I'm on the schedule next month. Like I said, Jewish got to step up on the Christmas holiday. Come on, got to do my part. But otherwise, I'll let you guys know the next time I'm with Amber. I hope that it's really soon. But let's start with last night, Monday Night Football. Last night, great sports night, by the way. So here's what I do. I'm doing the show with Amber last night. And and I specifically say to them at the start of the show. I, and, and, you know, we're on the Zoom. And, and I could see Bristol. And they could see me. And, and I say, listen, no updates on the Panthers. I'm going to try, and obviously, I got Monday Night Football on the big TV in front of me here in the Zaslow Mansion Master Bedroom Studios. I got Monday Night Football in front of me. I have the heat on my iPad right in front of me. Because I'm not going to be able to avoid the heat score. It's it's the NBA. It, we're, we're doing a, 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 you know, it's ESPN Radio. I can't, I can't avoid the heat game. But I can avoid the Panthers. There, there's no reason we're spending any time on Panthers Oilers. So... I'm recording both of them, even though I'm watching the Heat. But the show ends at 10 p.m. So what else? And you got to be careful that you don't catch the ticker on the bottom of the screen, right? Well, I didn't. I did a good job there. So the show ended with Amber last night at 10. I take a shower, 
Yeah, I get a little worked up. I got, I got to take a shower. I want to feel good. I want to look nice. I mean, I don't really need to look nice. I'm in my house. It's 10 p.m. at night. But nonetheless, take a shower, clean myself, all right? And then we put on the Panther game. I paused the Heat game at the start of the fourth quarter at 10 p.m. But the best move is now I want to go watch the whole Panther game before getting to the fourth quarter of the Heat game because the Panther game, a 7 p.m. start, will be over before real-time fourth quarter of the Heat game starts. So I can watch the whole Panther game. I won't get any spoilers on the crawl and then put on the Heat game like it's in real time and I won't get any spoilers on the Panther game. That's how it's done, son. That's how you do it. That's how you avoid getting the spoilers. So I watched the whole Panther game after the show last night. They played great. And then got to watch fourth quarter of the Heat game, which, look, going into the fourth quarter, they're up 15, I think it was anyway. We'll, we'll circle back to that. But... Last night was a great sports night, locally and nationally. You had a big-time Monday night football matchup. So we're doing the show on ESPN Radio, and the producer, James, of Amber and Ian, huge Chiefs fan, like so into the Chiefs. And it was halftime <laughs> by the time our show ended, or like it was the start of the third quarter. I think it was halftime. And the Chiefs are up 17-7. I'm like, yeah, I like the Eagles this game. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, come on. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles to win the game, and I still liked the Eagles at that point. And, yeah, the Eagles played a terrific second half. The Eagles win 21-17. You get a huge pass downfield from... And, by the way, A.J. Brown had one catch for eight yards. But you get... I don't, I don't think he got hurt, but you got Devontae Smith who gets the catch all the way to the one-yard line, like a 45-yard pass. Perfect pass. Great catch. And this is with, like, I don't know, like three minutes left, four minutes left or something. You get the tush-push, obviously, so stupid. And the Eagles take the lead, and they wind up getting a stop. They win the game. They win the game 21-17. Huge win for the Eagles, who are now 9-1. and And last night was a great night for the Dolphins, because now, you know, we already told you, the goal on Zaslow Show 2.0 is the Dolphins to get the second seed. You don't want to be a greedy pig. The goal is to be the second seed. Well, now, the number one seed, back in the picture. So, number one overall, well, I mean, Baltimore sits number one. Look at this crazy AFC. Baltimore sits at number one because they're eight and three. They haven't had their bye yet. But you have, essentially, a five-way tie for first. Five teams, including Baltimore, five teams have just three losses in the AFC. And if you want to get really nutty, the Houston Texans are one game back of first place. That's fucking nutty. So we didn't want to be too greedy with what we're expecting out of the Dolphins. We're looking for that number two seed. And can you be within a game of Baltimore going into week 17 so that if you beat them, you can pull even with them. You own the tie break. You get two home games, maybe even three. I can't predict the future. Who knows what happens with I'm assuming the number one seed, Kansas City. But you can't assume that anymore. Now, the number one seed is back in play. And the Dolphins' schedule is super favorable. I don't give a fuck people talk about the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody. Matter of fact, you go to the Dolphins' strength of schedule, it's one of the worst, it's one of the easiest so far in the NFL. If you go to the Dolphins' strength of victory, it's like the second lowest in the entire NFL. Could only beat who's in front of you. All right, and I understand two of their three losses are to two Super Bowl teams from last year, but you can only beat who's in front of you. Remember, 
You're only a fraud if you lose on the road to the good teams. You're not a fraud if, like, you know, the Eagles, let's say, where they're one loss to the Jets, who are terrible. Or if you're Kansas City. See, if you're the Dolphins and you lose at the Eagles, you're a fraud. If you're the Chiefs and you lose at home against the Eagles, no, you're not a fraud. You're not a fraud. That doesn't count. It's only Dolphins. But now, five teams in the AFC have just three losses, and the Dolphins still play Baltimore. So the Dolphins control their own fate. If the Dolphins, well, no, not necessarily. No, no, they don't control their own fate because Kansas City, they're tied with Kansas City in that group there, and KC has the tiebreaker. But if the Dolphins keep winning, they will likely get number one overall. Our goal is number two, but now number one is back in the picture. That's the important thing to mention. And and before I get to the Dolphins part here, I just don't believe this Kansas City team is the same team they've been the last few years. They don't score that way anymore. You know, against the Dolphins, they scored just 21, 14 offensively. They scored just 17 against Philadelphia. The They also scored 19 against Denver. And then they scored, uh, what, like, Eight against Denver in in a loss. I just this Chiefs team, they don't they don't feel unbeatable to me anymore. Like if the Dolphins get to a place where AFC Championship game, they're at the Kansas City Chiefs. I do believe the Dolphins will have a chance to win that game. I think the Dolphins can beat Kansas City. I don't think they're that team anymore. Philadelphia, I they win almost all of their wins are close games. I believe Philadelphia is the best team in the NFL right now. I don't want to spoil Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings, but I do think there's something to be said for being able to win close games. It, it's, it's important. And I'm really impressed with Philadelphia because a lot of times, and I talked about this on ESPN Radio last night, where a lot of times the team that loses the Super Bowl, they take like a nosedive for whatever reason. Like they can't recover. I think Philly's, like, record-wise, that they're certainly better. I think Philly's better than they were last year. So it's really impressive, I think, what they're doing right now. And and I, I just, I don't believe the Chiefs are are that team anymore. I don't. And look, they got a really good record, 7-3, and three, but this, this team doesn't have that aura, in my opinion. I don't think they have that aura about them anymore. So last night was a big deal for the Dolphins. They're back in the mix for the top spot in the AFC. And by the way, the criticism about the Dolphins, which two of the three Dolphins' losses are against those two teams last night, and the criticism of Tua against the good teams. Well, you know what? Let's 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 use a little bit of facts, all right? Let's give you some facts here. So, how has Tua fared against the Chiefs and against the Eagles? How has Hurts fared against the Chiefs? How has Mahomes fared against the Eagles? Let's see how they've all fared against each other defensively, all right? Well, Tua against the Chiefs was 21 for 34, 193 yards, and a touchdown. Hurts against the Chiefs last night, 14 of 22, 150 yards, and an interception. Tua had a better statistical game by a lot, and Hurts had the interception. If you want to go by quarterback, I mean, listen, I don't know how they compute the ratings, but whatever. Tua had an 87 rating. Hurts, 64.6. Tua was better against the Chiefs than Hurts was. Nobody cares, though. 
How about two against the Eagles defense this year? Two against the Eagles was 23 for 32, 262 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Mahomes last night, 24 for 43, 177 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Again, Tua was a lot better. And if you want to look at the quarterback rating, Tua, 87.5 rating against the Eagles. Mahomes, 71.6 rating against the Eagles. So when we're talking about Tua and the Dolphins, no one's going to mention that, right? No one's going to mention Tua had better statistical games against those two really good defenses than Mahomes had against one of them and Hurts had against the other. But nobody cares, right? Okay. Dolphins are the only ones that are frauds. Tua is the only one who doesn't play big in big games and is only doing what he's doing because he has help around him. Got it. Bunch of assholes out there. All right. So, enough of the negativity. I'm sorry. I don't want to be negative. So, let's get to the Dolphins side of this. I'm watching First Take a little while ago. And... Now that we're, you know, we're going into week 12 and we're getting down to it. And one of the questions, who's going to win the AFC East? Dolphins or Bills? Now, I don't know if they're doing, and it's Shannon Sharp and, and Stephen A. Now, I don't know if they're doing, those are my colleagues. Now, I don't know if they're doing it because, hey, somebody's got to take one side and somebody's got to take the other and you got to embrace debate. I don't know if that's why they're doing it or if Shannon Sharp just, doesn't actually look at the bigger picture here. It's one of the two. Because it can't just be, hey, who do you think is going to lose? I think the Bills are better. There there are a few factors that are at play here. All right. What I mean by that is, so the Dolphins, forget the Jets. They're they're completely fucked. Everybody knows that. Dolphins are two games up on Buffalo. And by the way, remember when the Dolphins played the Bills early in the year and the Dolphins... Dolphins were undefeated. I think they were 3-0 at the time. Bills were 2-1. And And I told you, that game, so much more important for Buffalo. They would have fallen two back of the Dolphins without the tiebreak. And the next game in Miami, that game was so much more important for Buffalo. Because think about it. If the Dolphins did win that game, they'd be, you know, what are we talking? The Dolphins would be 8-2. Buffalo would be 5-6. I mean, the Dolphins would be four games up. Instead of two games up on Buffalo, the Dolphins would be four up on Buffalo right now with the tiebreak and the last game in mind. Like, the division would be over. That's that's why that game in, I guess it was week four, was so much more important for Buffalo. There would not be a conversation about the division. Dolphins, matter of fact, would be like two weeks away from clinching the division right now. So that game was so much more important to Buffalo, especially now you go back and look at it. I mean, the Dolphins would be four up in the loss column on them right now. Dolphins would only have two losses. Bills would have six, and they would own the tiebreaker and the final game in Miami, where the Dolphins, by the way, you want to talk about home field advantage, Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins won 17 of the last 19 games now. I can't wait for that game against Buffalo. I don't I don't want it to be for the division. I want the Dolphins to clinch the division by then. But I want Buffalo to still have a chance for the playoffs going into that final game so we could just fuck them up and end their season. I can't wait for that. So I am rooting for some Buffalo wins here, if you will. But anyway, Shannon Sharp picks the Bills to win the division still. Stephen A's got the Dolphins back. And this is what I mean by 
are we are we actually considering what's going on here? So both teams, the Dolphins have six games remaining. The Bills have six games remaining. Wait, that can't, that can't be right, can it? Because Buffalo is six and five right now. All right, let me let me let's just let's just make sure for accuracy purposes here. Bills are six and five. They played eleven games. Dolphins are seven and three. They played ten games. The Bills do have a bye mixed in somewhere here. So hang on a second. Let me let me pull up the Bills schedule and make sure that I have it. All right. Buffalo has one, two, three, four, five, six games remaining. And the Dolphins have seven games remaining. Okay, do I have the Dolphins seven games? One, two, three, four, five, six. Wow, I'm missing a Dolphin game here. How am I missing one of the games? Hold on a second. Three. Ah, yes, there it is. There's the mistake. I apologize. All right, right there. So, in order to go into that final game. So, going into that final game against the Dolphins, if the Bills are going to win this division... The Bills have to be within one game of the Dolphins, right? So this way, they pull into a, a tie for a record-wise, but they win the tie break because they could win both games against the Dolphins this year if they win that final game. So the Bills have to be within one loss of the Dolphins going into that final game. And then that last game is for the AFC East. Here's Buffalo's remaining schedule, okay? Buffalo is at Philadelphia, at Kansas City. Dallas, a very tough schedule. At the LA Chargers, New England, and then it's at Miami. So those five games there, they have to be within one of Miami. At Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas, at LA Chargers, New England. The Dolphins have six games in that stretch. At New York Jets, at Washington, Tennessee, New York Jets, Dallas, at Baltimore. So, the Dolphins' next four games, really easy. Then Dolphins have two games before the Buffalo game, pretty hard. One of them, though, is at home against Dallas. So, Buffalo, in the five games before they get to Week 18, at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas, at LA Chargers, New England. So, let's just say, at LA Chargers in New England, let's, let's put those down as wins for Buffalo. At Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas. I think it'd be quite an achievement if Buffalo goes 2-1 and one in those three games. I mean, they could easily go 1-2. and two. At Philadelphia, at Kansas City, they could easily lose both of those games. And then they have Dallas at home. But let's, you know what? Let's give Buffalo a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Let's say that they come up big. And they go 2-1. and one. In those three games. At Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas. I think they're going to go 1-2. and two. Let's say they go 2-1. and one. And then they win at the Chargers and New England. So going into the Dolphin game, if they're 4-1 and one in that stretch, going into the Dolphin game, they need to be one, within one game of the Dolphins in order to have that final game be for the AFC East. So if Buffalo goes 4-1 and one in that stretch, then the Dolphins, between at the Jets... At Washington, Tennessee, Jets, Dallas, at Baltimore. The Bills would need the Dolphins to lose at least two of those games. I think it's really unreal. Like, Buffalo's not going to go 5-0. I don't think it's likely they're going to go 4-1 during that stretch. But let's just say they go 4-1. and 
then they need the Dolphins to lose twice out of at the Jets, at Washington, Tennessee, New York Jets. I think all four of those are wins. So then they would need the Dolphins to lose to Dallas and lose at Baltimore. I guess that could happen. But that's if the Bills go 4-1 and one during that stretch. If the Bills go 3-2, and two, which I think is more realistic, then the Dolphins need to go 3-3 three and three before that game against Buffalo. And I think that's pretty unrealistic because then you also have to consider for Buffalo to win the division, the Dolphins then have to lose that final game and then they're actually 3-4 and four in their final seven games. So the Dolphins, they're going to start 7-3 and three, and then they're going to close the year. When the schedule is easy, they're going to lose. They're going to go 3-4 and four, and they're just going to win 10 games this year? No. No. And even the other way around. If Buffalo goes 4-1 and one leading up to Week 18, and the Dolphins go 4-2, and two, Dolphins also have to lose that final game. So after starting the year 7-3, and three, the Dolphins would have to finish 4-3 and three to blow the AFC East and win 11 games. I, I don't see it happening. And that's why I'm saying, you know, are we doing embrace debates? Shannon picks the Bills, Stephen A. picks the Dolphins, or do we really think the Bills are going to win the division and we just, we don't actually know what the big picture is. We're not considering the schedule. We're not considering the tie break. We're not considering the division record. We're not considering they play again, final game of the year in Miami. I just, I, I, I don't see how the Dolphins don't win this division if, if this plays out the way that it should play out. So, all right. Before, so again, Dolphins are in a great spot. If they're going to win this division, the next four games, starting this Friday, at the Jets, at Washington, Tennessee, Monday Night Football, New York Jets, you have to win all four of those games. You have to. If you win all four of those games, and then you're sitting at 11-3. and 11-3 and is such a good record. Then you're sitting at 11-3. and three. You know, you, you, got, you really got to win that game at Baltimore. That's tough. Maybe you go 1-1 one and one there. You beat Dallas and you win at Baltimore. You're 12-4. and four. You, prob- you, you got the division locked up then at that point. You do. That, Buffalo will not be able to win the division going into that final game if you're 12-4. and four. And the Dolphins have a chance to win 13. That's what we're talking about, man. That's what we're talking about. All right. Tell you what else I'm talking about. If, you need, if you're buying a new home or if you have a home right now, you're not happy with your insurance, you're paying too much, that's probably likely only if you're not using Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com, wherever you're calling from in the state of Florida. Brunt Insurance is going to know your area. They have offices all throughout the state, recently ranked number one in the state of Florida. You're going to get the most comprehensive and affordable coverage, and the team at Brunt Insurance, fully licensed staff. At Brunt, they specialize in finding the right policy for you, They're going to educate you on all your options. So you're not just signing any papers and paying all willy-nilly, not knowing what you're doing. You're going to know all the ins and outs of your policy of choice. Look, I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for 10 years now. There's a reason why. I'm getting it at the most affordable rate. And just one quick phone call. If I got any questions for the man himself, Greg Brunt, right there for me to help me out so I know everything that's going on with my policy. 954-589-2204 bruntinsurance.com now while I get my homeowner's insurance from them 
Maybe you're looking for affordable care that offers you the best coverage on your car, your motorcycle, your boat. You're making the right call. The team at Brunt Insurance has the expertise and the experience to find the perfect coverage for you. And that includes comprehensive policies on both trailers and motorhomes. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. You guys know I love sheets and giggles. I love telling you guys about sheets and giggles because... I'm getting the best sleep of my life on the saltest, coolest, most breathable sheets. And if you're a listener to Zaslo Show 2.0, I, I just I want you to be healthy. I want you to be well rested. I want you to get good sleep. I want you to go to SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code Zaslo, and you get 20% off your first order. That's right. And then you'll be like, Zaslo, the promo code's just for first order. What if I want to go back? That's okay. Use promo code Zazlo at SheetsGiggles.com for your first order. You get 20% off. And then the next time you go back, you're going to see they got the annual fall sale going on right now. 25% off throughout the website, SheetsGiggles.com. It's the holiday season. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. The Panthers win. The Heat win. The Dolphins win. Follow them at, at SheetsGiggles on Twitter or on threads. He's constantly putting out promo codes. Get the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles. Irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets, a unique satin weave. Their sheets are not only soft, but also breathable. You're going to sleep cool and comfortable all night long, just like the Zaslow family. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow at checkout. 20% off your first order. You don't have to thank me that you're going to get the best sleep of your life, but I do want you to think about me before you go to sleep. You're lying down. You're so comfortable. Think about Colin from Sheets and Giggles and how he's making sure the environment is still safe and also how he's getting us the best sleep of his life. And they're like, man, I'm so glad Zaslow Show 2.0 has a great sponsor like Sheets and Giggles because I'm just so comfortable lying on my eucalyptus sheets and my eucalyptus mattress and my eucalyptus pillow. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow at checkout. Z-A-S-L-O-W. 20% off your first order. All right. You guys know what time it is. It's Tuesday. Let's get to Twitter Jam! So, today's, or this week's edition of Twitter Jam features the Miami Dolphins. That's right. And what we do for Twitter Jam, if you're new to this, we check out Twitter, we go to the Twitter machine, and we see what people are saying about your favorite, you know, about whatever the big topic is. And the big topic today is your Miami Dolphins. So, let's check out what's going on First up here, this was from David Furonis. He covers the Miami Dolphins for the Sun Sentinel. And he tweeted out, Tua Tungavailoa was adamant that he has to stop turning the ball over in his postgame interview with Melanie Collins, NFL and CBS. He credited the Dolphins' defense for keying the victory. Here he was. Tua, congratulations on the win today. It certainly wasn't perfect. You guys had some self-inflicted wounds, some key injuries. How are you still able to get this win in spite of all the adversity you faced? Man, the defense carried us throughout that second half. Um, you know, we, we were able to lean on those guys. We weren't able to get things going. There's a lot of things that we know we have to go back and look at and uh, try to figure out where we can get better um, offensively. But the defense willed, our, willed, willed their way, uh, you know, for us to win this game. And very proud of those guys. Very proud of those guys. You talk about where you can get better offensively. When you look at this offensive line, the seventh different line combination in 10 weeks, what can you say about that unit and the way they're playing? Well, it starts with me. Uh, I got to stop by turning the ball over. Um, I got to make smarter decisions, better decisions with the ball. And uh, when that starts happening, our offense can be better. 
Next, you face the Jets in New York on Black Friday. What excites you most about that matchup? Uh, well, it's the first Black Friday game, so you know that's always exciting to get a primetime game. But we we know that they're going to be a good team. Um, you know they're going to give us their best, so we'll go and prepare and uh, you know get ready for Friday. This next tweet is from Joe Shad. He covers the Miami Dolphins for the Palm Beach Post. He tweets out lowest sack percentage in the NFL this year. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, three and a half. Number two, Josh Allen, three and a half. Number three, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, 4.1. Number four, Jared Goff, 4.5. So for a quarterback who is not mobile like Mahomes and Allen, Tua's right there at number three. We know it's because Tua gets the ball out very quick. But again, another category that either Tua is leading the NFL in or he's right up there with the big boys. This next tweet is from Dolphins Nation, and they tweeted out a quote from Ryan Fitzpatrick, former Dolphins quarterback. And he tweets out, Tua this year, just with the consistency of how he's played, has elevated himself to that second tier where he's not there yet with some of the guys. That's going to come with playoff wins and other things. That's very fair. There's there's no reason that Tua should be in that upper, in, in that top tier yet because, yeah, he hasn't won a playoff game. Hell, he hasn't even played in a playoff game yet. To get to that status, yeah, you, you got to prove it. It's one thing to do it in the regular season, and you can make the case that he hasn't even done it in the regular season. It's another thing to do in the playoffs. So I don't have a problem with Ryan Fitzpatrick saying that. All right, next up, this tweet is from Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, yesterday on the Pat McAfee Show, he tweets out here, Jalen Ramsey is balling in Miami. And now here's Pat McAfee talking with Darius Butler about Jalen Ramsey. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Anytime win. Diva, what you see from Tua and the boys that make you believe we're still going to go on a run? Jalen Ramsey makes an absurd yeah. play to yeah. end that thing. Defense seemingly getting better. Tua missed some balls that he doesn't normally miss. Are we worried? Uh, no, I'm not worried about Tua. Uh, I've been saying it all year long. Still waiting, you know, for signature wins. You're going to have to get those against some good teams. But, you know, you find a way to win the game. Once again, any given Sunday. And then, what's I think, 7 and 17 and 2 now in their last 19 home games. Is that good? Dang. That's pretty great down there because that sideline, that opposite sideline is usually cooking down there in South Florida this time of year. But And then you talked about Jalen Ramsey. He's making his presence felt so since returning to the field. And this Vic Fangio defense, you got two corners on the outside, him and X Howard, um, that can make uh, everything more what reckless inside. <laughs> Jalen Phillips had a big play as well. So I'm excited about this team, man. We're healthy at the right time. And hopefully we continue to win. These are two absurd catches. Look at like, that. Like, yeah. oh, absurd that, oh, catches. Athlete. Fully extended, holding on to the ball through the ground. Like, that. that's big time. Sternum right. goes through Miami there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Through, <laughs> through the entire no city. All the, yeah, all the wind knocked out of him. <laughs> but he held on to the ball. Needed it. All right. Next up here, this tweet is from, this tweet is from PFF. That's Pro Football Focus. They tweet out, Jalen Ramsey has allowed. A 0.0 passer rating when targeted this season. That's my dog. And LeBron James then responded to that tweet. Biggest front runner ever. Super low character sports fan. LeBron tweets out, are you not entertained? H-I-M. And he tags Jalen Ramsey there. All right. Next up, this tweet is from, let's see, Ryan Smith from Pro Football Focus. He tweets out, Jalen Ramsey in three games since returning from injury. 16 targets, four receptions, 41 yards, three interceptions, 0.0 passer rating when targeted, 90.2 overall grade, 
elite. He's He might be the best cornerback in the NFL, and that's from immediately returning from a knee injury. He is fucking awesome. This next tweet is from Brian Baldinger. And, you know, he does the Baldies breakdowns. And here he tweets out, The Miami Dolphins and Jalen Phillips, they are awake. The beast is on a tear with a whole bunch of help from his friends. This group is becoming feared. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm so bullish on the Dolphins right now. This defense is getting better and better, and it's happening at the perfect time. Finally, got one more for you ass here. This tweet is from Finn Sports. Uh, this guy calls himself a, a certified personal trainer. All right, whatever. But here he tweets out, record of teams the Chiefs have lost to. All right, remember, oh, Dolphins doing ones that are fronts. Okay, record of teams the Chiefs have lost to, 22-8. and eight. Record of teams the Dolphins have lost to, 21-9. and nine. What was that about the Dolphins being frauds? Because it looks to me like they both have lost to roughly the same caliber of opponents. Well, you're right, but at the same time, the Dolphins are the only frauds. It doesn't matter. Tua's the only one. The Dolphins are the only team. There's no sense to be made of it. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. So I want to thank everybody again who came out to our, our Johnny Cuba, State Tranquilo, Tailgate. On Sunday morning. I talked I talked a little bit about it last night on ESPN Radio. I'm telling you, there is no way that tailgates are done around the country, around the NFL, the way that they're done here in Miami. I, it, it is a scene. And I'm looking forward to the next time we do that with Johnny Cuba. Giving out a ton of beer yesterday. Look, Johnny Cuba, you guys know it's the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. My favorite beer. The most delicious beer. You guys tell me the first time you're trying, like, Zaslow, I didn't know how delicious it was. I've only been telling you for about the past year, one of the OG sponsors on Zaslow Show 2.0, European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can, pick up a Johnny Cuba, pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, soon going to be distributed in some extra stores as well. I'll tell you about that after the holiday season. Make sure you always drink responsibly, just like the Zaslow family, we got Johnny Cuba in the fridge here. Pop open a Johnny on my couch in my underwear. Johnny Cuba in hand, watching some either Heat or Panther hockey. Johnny Cuba, make sure you remember their mantra, stay tranquilo. So speaking of Heat and Panthers, let's start with the Panthers since that was the order that I watched things last night. The Panthers, coming off of a 2 and one road trip, they're back home for a Huge week, which includes tomorrow night, Boston Bruins. The Panthers, they did get a point off the Bruins earlier in the season. Remember, they lost in overtime at the Bruins. And now the Bruins make their first visit to sunrise of the season since the Panthers took that ass in the postseason last year. That crowd is going to be on fire tomorrow night. Going to be a great atmosphere. Last night, no Sasha Barkov for the Panthers. He's day-to-day right now, but overall, the, the team is healthy because you got Montour, you got Ekblad, you got Bennett, and the Panthers are really good. So they actually get down last night. It's an Edmonton team Edmonton team whose record sucks, but they had just a three-game win streak snapped in Tampa a night or two before, so they're playing better. Connor McDavid, we know how awesome he is, probably the best player in all of the National Hockey League. The Oilers were up 2-0. Yeah, Oilers went ahead 2-0, and then Carter Verhage. 
Got the Panthers on the board. Panthers continue to battle for this puck. They get it free to Verhage in the slot, moving in and shooting and score! Carter Verhage rifles it home. Oh, that's a peach, hon. So he cuts the lead in half. Now the Panthers got something going. And then before the end of the first period, the Panthers tied up. It's Nico Mikola. Stone man Hyman. Panthers keep it again. Stenland. Back for Mikola. Fire score! Nico Mikola looking like one of these guys. And again, Barry Zito just finds and a Bill Barry Zito, former pitcher for the OAS, Bill Zito winds up finding and becomes a guy who produces with the Panthers. And then in the second period, the Panthers have a rush. Kicks it ahead to Mikola. And then Bouchard fell down. Nico Mikola moves in, centers. Rodriguez scores! last 15 games but a big goal here so it was actually Nico Mikola again his second goal of the game Panthers tie at 3-3 so the Panthers were down 2-0 they tied at 2 they were down 3-2 they tied at 3 and in the third period the Panthers finally take their first lead Lomberg centers tipped away Stenland picks it up with a backhand save here's Lusterine and shooting blocked away Stenland scores Stenland. So right there, the Panthers, they take a 4-3 lead. And again, these guys that Bill Zito finds, man, that, you know, weren't doing much before they got to the Panthers. But here, they become players. They become contributors. You know, Kevin Stenland, that's his fifth goal of the season. His career high was five goals. He's already matched that now. Nico Mikola had two goals yesterday. Already his third goal of the season. I... He's, uh, he, he may be approaching a career high as well. So the Panthers are ahead 4-3. You got the good goaltending from Bobrovsky. Sam Bennett gets his first, I think it's his first goal of the season. An empty net goal with a few seconds remaining. That puts the game, like 30 seconds remaining. That puts the game away. Panthers, 5-3. They improve to 12-5-1. And, and a big time Atlantic Division showdown with the Boston Bruins tomorrow night. And this is, the most exciting part is, like, this is finally my dream, right? Where that crowd was on fire last night. And every night, I don't know if it's sold out, but every night, the building is packed. And it's a hockey crowd. And it's a hockey atmosphere. And now, because it's the first time in franchise history that they have any kind of sustained success, now you have a fan base. And that building is rocking every night now. Tomorrow night is going to be so good. I don't have any plans to go. Tickets are way too expensive. It's Boston Bruins the night before Thanksgiving. But you know I'm watching on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room with Johnny Cuba in hand, of course, probably sitting there in my underwear. So really great night for the Panthers last night. The Heat, we then put the Heat game on to watch the fourth quarter last night. The Heat win going away, 118-100. So stupid because if they don't get tripped up the other night by the same team... We'd be talking about a nine-game winning streak. Instead, the Heat have won eight out of nine. And look, I 
understand. You're not going to win them all. You're going to lose some games. But they should have won that game the other night. We should be talking about a nine-game winning streak. Bam out of bio, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Duncan Robinson. I mean, stay hot, man. 22 points, 6 of 9 from 3. And Jaime Jaquez Jr., one of three players off the bench in double figures. He had 19. Kevin Love had 11. Josh Richardson had 10. This has become my favorite thing about the games right now. Every night now, watching Duncan Robinson, watching Jaime Jaquez Jr., watching Josh Richardson. This is my favorite part of the team right now, is watching these guys. I love that Josh Richardson's back, and I love what he's given them off the bench. I love that Duncan Robinson has expanded his game and has given a big middle finger to everybody who's been doubting him for the last year or two. And I love Jaime Jaquez Jr., who I told you is not your average rookie. This is why they selected him, a four-year college kid who is ready to play right now. And that's why losing Vincent, losing Struess, it is not going to matter come playoff time because guys like Jaquez Jr., And guys like Josh Richardson, they are going to replace them. And they'll have Tyler here. I hope. I mean, he's hurt again now. But guys like Hawkes Jr., guys like Richardson, guys like Haywood Highsmith, they're going to fill those spots. I understand that he'd have not beaten world beaters. You can only play who's on your schedule. You got a good test Wednesday. Cavaliers, after getting off to a slow start, are playing much better now. But the the Heat are really good. And it's my favorite part about watching the team right now. I think part of the frustration with not acquiring Damian Lillard was it's going to be the same old. It's going to be the same old Heat team. Regular season is going to be a struggle. And it's like, just get me to April. And that's boring. Adding Damian Lillard would have given this team a little extra juice in the regular season as far as the fan base is concerned. Well, now... I think you got a little bit of juice with guys like Hawkes Jr., Robinson, Richardson. It gives you something different this regular season than what you had last season. And I'm, I'm putting the games on, and I'm like, they're, these three guys in particular are my favorite thing about the team right now. I wonder if you guys feel the same way. It's, it's, it's added some spice. You know, it's added some juice to these random regular season games, which, by the way, Wednesday at Cleveland, Friday, in-season tournament at the New York Knicks. I'm into the in-season tournament, I told you. How about that for a sports day? Friday, 3 p.m., Dolphins at Jets. And then you got Heat at Knicks. Oh, man, how about that for the MetLife takeover? You got 3 p.m. in Jersey. That game's over at 6. I mean, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass to get back into the city at that point. It's I don't know how long it takes. But then Heat Knicks at 7.30. Can you get back to the city in, in, in an hour and a half? I don't know. I've never done that before. But can you imagine? You go up there. You got Dolphins, Jets, and Heat Knicks. You do both games. I wish I thought of that like, like a couple months ago. That's an awesome trip. Yeah, that's a, that's a big sports day. All right. Anyway. So, we gave you Twitter Jam earlier. But week 11 in the NFL is over. We're a couple days away from week 12 getting going. And I'm sorry to make you wait, but you're probably saying to yourself, Zaslow, I got to know, 
What are the Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 12 Power Rankings? So here we are, Week 12 Power Rankings, Zaslow Show 2.0. I love a good power ranking. Everybody knows that. Top five, we count it backwards for dramatic purposes. Number five, Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings making their return to the Power Rankings are the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners have been out for the last few weeks, but a convincing win against Tampa Bay. They were previously unranked. They are back in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. San Francisco, number five. Number four, moving up one spot, are your Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, number four in the Power Rankings. After their win over Vegas, they climb one spot. Number three, the Detroit Lions. I'm very high on the Lions. I was very wrong about them. I am very impressed with Man Campbell. The Lions move up a spot. They are number three, a come-from-behind victory at home over the Chicago Bears. Number two, moving up a spot, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens on Thursday last week, yes, Joe Burrow left the game, but still, a convincing win, short week over the Cincinnati Bengals. And number one, the top spot once again, the Philadelphia Eagles. A great come-from-behind win last night at the Chiefs. Best record in the NFL. 9-1 and one, the Philadelphia Eagles looking prime to get back to the Super Bowl. They are number one once again. So top five, Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings. Number five, San Francisco. Number four, Miami. Number three, Detroit. Number two, Baltimore. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. And you may be saying to yourself, Zaslow, where's Kansas City? That's right, they dropped out. I mean, who, who do you want to put them ahead? Yeah, they, I, I don't think they have that aura around them anymore. And you, you look at what's happened to Kansas City recently. I don't think, I mean, maybe they'd be number six, but we don't do top six Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. We do top five Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Biggest winner of the week, Denver Broncos. The Broncos totally in the playoff picture now. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Probably not. There's, I mean, overall, they're 10th, but at 5-5, five and five, they're just one back. Now, they do have a couple teams in front of them, Indianapolis and Buffalo, and then you have Pittsburgh and Houston occupying the 6-7 and seven spots a game ahead of Denver. But the Broncos have won four in a row. They got a good win against Minnesota, and their defense is doing an excellent job, believe it or not. So Denver, to me, biggest winner of the week. Biggest loser of the week, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals season's over. Not only do they drop to 5-5, five and five, but they lost Joe Burrow. He's done for the year. Tough start to the year for the Bengals. And now the rest of the season is, I mean, it's bullshit. It's nothing. So biggest winner of the week, Denver Broncos. Biggest loser of the week, Cincinnati Bengals. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. First, I got to tell you guys, if you're thinking about getting a new car, the only car dealership I'm sending you to, official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting a relaxed indoor car shopping experience. A brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You can see it right off I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. And it maybe, maybe you're not looking for a new car. Maybe you just want to get your current vehicle serviced. Well, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru services all makes and models. Not just Subaru. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs, every make and model, you're going to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And 
all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty so you know you're covered. And right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can lease the 2024 Subaru Outback Premium for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit. That's right. Go to nflsubaru.com, nflsubaru.com for more details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Big deal or not a big deal, we start out here. So how about Tom Brady? How about him? Tom Brady was on the Stephen A. Smith podcast, and he gave his thoughts on the state of today's NFL. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been, I think. I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in, in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. Your coach is complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because he knocked him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. I'm going not a big deal. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he's 100% right about that, but the part that I will tell you that I do like, I like, I like hearing from Tom Brady now. And this happened with Tampa Bay, but especially now that he's not playing anymore, where we get to, we get more of the personality, we get more of the opinions. I like this version of Tom Brady. So you know what? Maybe I will go big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Last night, Nikola Jokic was ejected in what would still end up being a win for the Nuggets against the Detroit Pistons. And I believe this is the Pistons TV call. And it was a quick ejection for Jokic. And even the Pistons broadcast was like, these referees need to get, need, need, need to take a step back. Jokic had the basketball. He's hot. You better be careful. Oh boy. This. Another technical and bye-bye. This is a foul. I don't think it's a tech or is it a tech? It is a second technical. The words of Luther Vandross is over now. Let me tell you this. These fans did not come here to see Curtis Blair, Trey Maddox, or Andy Nagy, whoever they are. Yeah, I think it's a big deal, and I think they're right. Uh, Number one, with star players, they should get a little bit more leeway. And especially a star player who isn't known to A, star trouble, and B, get into it with officials. You need to settle down a little bit. Big deal or not a big deal? How about last night after the game? So the Chiefs had a chance to win where on, I think it was second down, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he had a bomb. He was open. He beat his man. Mahomes put it on the money, dropped it. Then third and long, he had a penalty grounding, fourth and like 25, incomplete. And obviously Valdez-Scantling's getting a lot of blame, not from Patrick Mahomes. 
that one downfield and Marquez won. Um, we just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open. So, uh, yeah, you just got to continue to, to try to get better and better. Yeah, I think it's a big deal because it shows Mahomes' character. Like, Mahomes easily could have said something like, you know what, no one feels worse than him. Uh, still have a lot of confidence in him. But he didn't even go that route. He, he put blame on himself. And listen, it was a perfect pass. But he put blame on himself. So that's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. How about last I haven't watched it yet. Monday Night Raw, my stories. I'll catch up on it today. But War Games Survivor Series is coming up this weekend. You got Judgment Day along with Drew McIntyre versus... Cody Rhodes' team, which includes Jay Uso and Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins. Well, they needed a fifth member. And last night, Cody Rhodes announced he made a call to a friend, and that fifth member is returning the Viper, Randy Orton. That's a very big deal. I am looking forward to seeing Randy Orton back in action this weekend. He has been gone for like a year and a half, and I'm looking forward to it. There's dissension with Randy and Jey Uso because the bloodline put Randy Orton out of action. Oh, my stories are heating up. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. I, I appreciate you listening to the show even though it's a holiday week. We're doing a show tomorrow. We won't do Thursday. And then we'll be back Friday because Friday's a huge sports day. Dolphins, heat, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Thanks, everybody behind the scenes who helped put together a show. I, I, I love you so much. I can't do it without all your help and your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.